0: A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, prohibited
2: by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You better get your headphones. And listen up quick. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen, and public might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. Mm-hmm. It's the Purple Pants. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 353 One on One with Ty McDonald. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you could be so kind to ensure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, and as always, with our one-on-one series, you can watch this audio podcast on video, head over to the Bryce Isaiah YouTube channel, click subscribe, give this video a thumbs up, and let us know in the comments what you think about this week's interview. I'm really excited to chat with the Big Brother Canada season 11 winner, Ty McDonald. We talk about a lot of different things in this podcast, I really got to know. Ty when I was in Toronto for Bryce and Wynn last season. He was featured on one of our Real Talk panels and he came out to one of our events and I was so excited to meet Ty and blown away by his personality. I really feel like it's Hard to understand Ty unless you really know him, unless he really kind of allows you to know who he really is, which is very similar to myself. So I was really excited to talk about Big Brother. I was excited to talk about life, excited to talk about relationships and different things and I really feel like in this interview you get to see a different side of Ty. I feel like he doesn't open up a lot so you kind of have to go with it but I really feel like Ty was very open and honest with us and I am so appreciative of it. So listen with an open heart get into this one-on-one with Ty McDonald. Keeping the menu rolling, keeping the menu rolling, keeping the menu rolling, (laughs) Keep it rolling and keeping the one on one series continuing. I'm excited to have the winner of Big Brother Canada uh, season 11, who also is a success coach. You might know him as Ball Game, but we got Ty McDonald on the podcast. What's going on, Ty? What's going on, Bryce? Talk to me.
1: How is everything? How's your new year been? Been great so far. I can't complain. Um, lots of wins. So we're off to a good start this year, and I just want to keep that going throughout the rest of the year. Okay,
2: we love it, we love it, we love it. Thanks. I am excited to have you on uh, the podcast. want to talk a little Big Brother, but I really want to talk more about who really Ty is. And so mm-hmm. I figure the best way to start this podcast is with a game.
1: You down to play yeah. a quick little game? Of course, I'm always down to play. You know what I mean? Here he go. We not in the
2: house, okay? This is real life, Ty. Uh, the game is I we're going to share each other's thoughts, right? I would okay. like to know what you thought of me prior to meeting and okay. then what's your pers- like, what's your thoughts on me after meeting? Uh So we'll both have to answer and yes. I'll give you some time because okay. I'll go first. Well, we met in Toronto when uh Bryson, when you know tour forty four came to Toronto, we did a panel and you spoke on it. So that was the first time we met. So the people know. Uh, and I one was super excited to meet Ty. Now, full disclosure, I don't watch uh Big Brother Canada when it airs. I kind of like wait until the summertime and I can like binge and kind of catch up. So I didn't know much about you. I knew that you won. Uh, I knew that you were like into fitness and I knew that you were like a relatively like attractive guy. And so in my mind, be honest. I was like, yeah, Ty and I are not going to get along or like, I don't think that (laughs) Ty is like, that's just my honest thoughts. So I remember I met Ty and we were in the room and I was all like, I was like, Gwendolyn, there go Ty, like introduce me. You got to introduce me. Uh, And so (laughs) then after that, You know, that was our meeting. So that was my, what I thought of you. I thought like, oh, he's going to just be historically the type of person that they put on. Uh, Knowing you after, I think, uh, completely changed my mind. Like, I I feel like you're such a positive, outgoing, well, actually shy. But outgoing, like, with your, just, you make people feel comfortable. And so I was like, oh, my God, like, Ty is really that bull. And so it was really surprising but also like so nice to actually genuinely get to know you and just seeing that you are an amazing person so
1: that means a lot to you more more to me than you know thank you very much for those words man that's my Um, hot take here you go so i guess my honestly because i'm brand new to the reality space i don't really try to judge people until i get to know them so i guess like my first you know um thoughts of you because i was talking mostly to wendell when setting up that panel I was like, oh, Wendell's the outgoing one. He's the more friendly person. And then Bryce seems a little bit standoffish or just oh. not, not as interested in getting to know, you know, getting to know me. And that was cool with me because I feel like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, in person. It's always better to meet someone in person and feel them all that way. But yeah, my initial thoughts were always a bit standoffish. It wasn't as, as I guess, welcoming as Wendell was. Okay. But then I obviously got to know you. You know, like you said, we met at the, the panel and like right away, your, your vibes were great. You were, you're like, very much like, Wendell, you're very welcoming. And um, I think you've had a great relationship since then. You know, check in on each other and it's just like it's been love since I've actually met you in person. So your energy is great. Both you and Wendell have been amazing to me. And um, yeah, completely different than what I was initially expecting. Okay. All right. I, I
2: take, I received that. Yeah. Uh my next question is do you know how to actually spell my name?
1: Because if y'all don't know. First name? First name?
2: My first name, Ty, whenever Ty texts me, he loves to say B-R-Y-C-E. I don't know who that is. No, B-R-I-C-E. Thank you. Ty will text me and I'll leave him on scene. I won't respond. I don't (laughs) don't know who you texted. Uh, So we know you won Big Brother season 11. Like what, were you a fan of Big
1: Brother? I didn't even know what really Big Brother was um, before my season. Um, I understood the concept of it just like people are competing in a house and obviously there's one winner in the end but i didn't really understand what the game was about or how to play it um, but while going through the casting process i i watched two seasons because i figured it's best that i figure out what a situation of pov actually mean um, but yeah i was never i can't i wasn't a fan before i'm a, obviously a fan now being a part of it but can never classify myself as a super fan because there's people who actually dedicate themselves to watching this show and i think it would be disrespectful to them to ever say that I'm anywhere near that kind of level.
2: So did you apply to the show? Like, were you no. a recruit?
1: Yeah, I was a recruit. So I got reached out to someone just said, yeah, we think you'd be a good fit for the show. What are your thoughts? And I said, yeah, let's do it. Interesting. Okay.
2: Yeah. So that, okay. I feel like that kind of sort of makes uh, a lot of sense. When you, after you saw those two seasons that you watched right before you went to the show, uh, did you go into the house saying, I can win. Or did you go into the house being like, I'm going to just see what I could do and make the best of this situation?
1: I think with me, both on the show and in life, I try not to get too ahead of myself. Like, of course, I'm confident. I'm like, like, I'll figure out how to get this done. But it wasn't like I was going in there saying, like, it's going to go this, this, like, in this sequence because I didn't know what to expect. You know what I mean? Like, brand new to the show, I know that there's a lot of twists and turns along the way. So it was just a matter of me taking things one step at a time. I knew that I wanted to walk in, and solidify at least one strong relationship and then ride with that person to the end ideally Um, that went to shit pretty quick I don't know if I could surround this but you know obviously that went to shit really really quickly Um, but again going in there with like an open mind and realizing that and understanding I would need to be able to pivot because that's what the game's all about you can't anticipate everything that's going to come to you especially in that game and yeah so just it, it unfolded in the way I expected it to which was being unpredictable uh, your season was definitely
2: unpredictable, to say the least. We saw you and Zach have a very close bond on the show. Uh, When Zach decided to leave the house, he expected you to leave the house with him. Yeah. Were uh, Walk us through that. And why did you decide to stay?
1: Yeah, so obviously, you know, a series of unfortunate events led to my guy leaving, and we both got caught in a situation that affected us both you know we were that was my number one and from my understanding I was his number one as well so with him getting caught in that situation and ultimately deciding to leave you know that was a huge part of my game I actually I didn't from that point I didn't think I was winning I'm like there's no way I can win this especially with what was happening and and how it kind of unfolded I was like there's really no way I can win this game maybe I'll survive one or two weeks but I'm not gonna be able to make it out of this um but in the end of it all he walked out and I was contemplating doing the same, but the pride in me and the ego was a huge part of that saying I can't walk out like this and let these people think they ran me out of the house. And then two, um, we had letters from home and I, it was, mine was from my mom. And uh, she was basically saying that seeing me on TV was like a, a one of the greatest joys of her life. So that was another thing that kind of like kept me there and just made me want to stick it, stick it through one more week and then, you know sure enough, week by week, I was making it a little further, a little further until the point where I controlled the game. So it completely did a 360 from me not being able to see any way of winning the show to being like, there's almost no way I lose this at this point.
2: How important is your faith in your life?
1: Huge. I think that, you know, someone like me, especially like growing up where I did, you have to have some kind of faith. because If you don't, you're going to fall victim to the circumstances that you know you are where did
2: you grow up where did you live tell me I'm, more.
1: yeah I'm from a, a neighborhood in Toronto inner city kid Finch and Western Road is exactly the the intersection I grew up at but yeah a low neighborhood in Toronto it's kind of like the hub the center of a bunch of different I guess rival neighborhoods so you get a lot of mixtures of people from different areas but all coming from a very similar struggle right so um very proud of where I grew up and I, I love I love the upbringing that I had. I wouldn't change it for the world because it made me who I am. Show me a whole different perspective of life. And like, it makes you really appreciate all the opportunity. Like being on TV coming from that is like a dream come true. So that, that's, that was kind of my, my whole thing is like, I don't care if I win the show. The fact that I'm on the show coming from where I did, I won already because people are looking at me from back home saying like, yo, I really made it out. So that was enough for me to, even if I didn't walk away with the second place, like I said, just being on the show, and on someone's TV screen, you know, being a, a, a light of hope was like a huge win for me. And, and I was super grateful for the opportunity and having won it was just like a bonus, like the cherry on top. You, what's your background? I know that like when the
2: show came out, they said you're a personal trainer. I know you have like some military background. What were you doing before you went into the house?
1: Yeah. So right before going into the house as a personal trainer, been doing that for 10 years. So I started that like graduating high school. Um, So that's like really my bread and butter. I've always been an athlete, grew up playing sports, uh, damn near everything. And then- um, Can you play soccer? I started playing soccer and I I do play soccer.
2: I do I, I, I will,
1: I will I, twist you up in soccer. Ty
2: <laughs> we, listen, you, you just recovered from an injury this year. I'm still right? recovering and I'll still twist you up. Don't, so it, don't I'm it. just saying, like, let's keep it cute now. Cause you don't want to
1: see listen, Woo! ball
2: gang might be your life on the basketball court, but you don't really want to see the baby boy
1: on no yeah, soccer field. Yeah, we gotta set it up. We'll set it up one day. I'm sure that people would, would want to see that. But yeah, I played soccer. That was like my original sport. Um, I'd say throughout middle school, and then when I got to high school, it was basketball. And then college, we played two years of football um, before I got injured and I had to stop. But yeah, I've been always, always been active for as long as I can remember. Um, and that naturally led me into personal training. And I fell in love with just helping people reach their own goals. And then, um, like I said, uh, grade 11, I joined the Army Reserves. My dad's been in, he's I've been probably like over 20 years now. So that was kind of in the back of my mind. It wasn't like he forced me to do it or anything, but it was always like in the back of my mind. And then, I joined and I loved it. I was great at it as well. And um, yeah, so I was in there for two and a half years. And then when I went to the States for school, that's when I stopped with the army stuff and really focused on sports and then getting my degree in athletic training. Came home, started my own personal training business. And that's what I did up until the show. And now that you've won Big Brother, what are you doing now? So now I, well, I'm gonna throw this out there because I know you're very well connected. So I'm trying to get on another TV show, <coughs> The oh. Challenge. Let oh see, so let you, okay
2: well let, let, <laughs> let's get into this all right well sorry i asked you a question so let me share all right yeah
1: we'll finish it we'll, we'll circle back so definitely look at that like that big brother experience was like like incredible um even with all the hurdles and the challenges that i went through i wouldn't change anything like it like i said i'm i'm a very uh faithful person i believe everything happens for a reason and like you know i was certain that in one way or another shit was gonna straighten itself out and it did because i ended up winning given everything i went through, and um. I feel like that experience really opened my eyes to so many other opportunities that are out there. And I feel like, you know, I show like the challenge is great, but my boy, Zach actually gave me the idea when we were in the house. He's like, bro, like you need to start like a coaching program and kind of teach people how your mindset works and how, you know, get himself out of that sunken place and like believing in himself and like pursuing things and goals that they feel maybe out of their reach. You know what I mean? Because it's like you want to put yourself in like a, a top performer arena or something. The top performer arena. If you want to, you know, if you want to perform at your best, you got to be in that, that type of environment. So I think it's important to surround yourself with people who believe in you and who are doing the things that you say you want to do. Because then when you see others doing it, it gives yourself that belief, oh, it can be done. I can do it too. So that's kind awesome. of um, the, the, the basis of the, the business that I just started, top performers arena, like you said. Just creating a community um, for people to, you know, connect with each other, share, you know, their, their goals, their aspirations, keep each other accountable to doing what they say they're going to do. And obviously having me to back them up and like provide them resources and, and, you know, mentorship to get them to that next level. So how has that been going being a success coach? Yeah, it's, it's great. Also challenging because I have to, it's, it's tough for me to weed out the people who are actually interested in coaching and those who just want to sit and have a conversation with me you know, coming off the show. So that's just like the the little bit of a hurdle. It's a good problem to have, I guess. But nonetheless, it's like, like any other business, you're going to have to figure out what works and what doesn't. And it being in the very, we're in the infancy stage of the business, I'm still figuring out, you know, how to optimize, I guess, my operations and obviously still making sure I provide a great service to the people that I'm working with.
2: So what does something like that look like? If I was interested in a success coach, what would A plan be like or like how what's an intro
1: to that so obviously we start off with you know a very just general conversation like my goal is to you know figure out what your biggest goals are like to like we're going to go so far into like to a point where you feel like almost nervous to tell me because it sounds so outrageous you know what i mean i think that like i said we oftentimes kind of diminish our goals because we want to make it sound realistic or whatever like i said coming from where i'm coming from there's no way you're making it on tv so I already proved that wrong like no, there's no goal and no dream too big so that's kind of where i start off with people it's like what is the goal that scares you to speak out loud and then we kind of break it down from there over you know weeks at a time into actionable steps on how we're going to get there you know break it down to things that are not so scary and then you know before you know it you're going to be inching yourself towards that and then you're going to look up and it's, it'll be right there so it's a it's um it's tailored to everybody depending on what your goals are some have very straightforward goals others have you know um goes that you have to be a little bit more creative um in terms of your approach to them. So we have to be mindful of that. But nonetheless, the overall approach is very simple. Figure out what the big, scary thing is, and break it down to things that are not so scary to get us there.
2: I love that because I feel like, um especially like in the black community and people of color, right? We don't seek coaching, right, or counseling. A lot. But you think when you're in school and you're struggling with math, like, you know, you got to stay after school or or you need a tutor. And so I really love the fact that you are doing like this success coaching because there are so many things in life that, you know, we're figuring out or just learning. And if if you have a method that works right, like share it. And I think there are so many times in life that we just hold things inside and we're just like, oh, I'll just never figure it out. No, like there's things out there, there's coaches and different things. So I absolutely yes. love that. Um that. where can people find it? What's we'll the I we know it's Top Performance
1: Arena, but yep. what's
2: the where you can they
1: go? You can find us on Instagram. Obviously, you can check on my personal page There's an application in my bio if you were interested. You can also just shoot me a DM, like I said, on my personal page or the business page, which is Top Performance Arena, I'll give you some more information on that. Um, and you'll see the 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 website in my bio, so you can't miss it. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, on the show, you and Koozie had a fun partnership in the house. Are you guys still friends?
1: Koozie's my dog, of course. Okay. you look cool. Uh,
2: you won five vetoes, to yeah. HOHs. Yeah. Do you think uh, without you winning how you won all of those vetoes and HOHs, do you think that you would still be the winner if you didn't, <sighs> if you had to rely on your
1: social abilities? I think... Yes. For the simple fact of the level of adversity, I had to maneuver. So it's like, it might have actually worked out even better for me, like in terms of my, my finale speech, for example, because in the end, people said all I had was my comps to back me up. But if I had made it to finale without the conference, then what are they going to say about that? It had to have been my social, or my strategy, right? So I think because I had so many comps, it kind of overshadows my social, my strategy. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, I feel like if I did have to rely on my social and I still made it to the end, given everything I went through, that would have spoken more to my game than just having won nine competitions overall. So, yeah, I had my two HOHs, my five POVs. I had a chain of safety win and a final – sorry, part two final HOH. We're not going to over, overlook those, all
2: right uh, Okay, all right. <laughs> Ty had them ready. He was like – he was ready. Uh so, you killed it. Can't take that away from you. Um, we know your season had its challenges. You received a lot of heat in regarding yeah. uh, to the way that you spoke to a lot of your housemates. Do yeah. you feel like what was
1: shown act- <clears throat> actively depicts who you are? Um. Yes and no. You know, when I came off and I seen how much heat I was getting, I was like, damn, they must have shown some crazy stuff. Um, so... I watched it myself. And there's moments where I can see I'm frustrated and I'm talking a little bit stern or whatever, but there's nothing that I feel like I would have to circle back and apologize to anybody for. If I'm talking to you a certain way, it's because you probably crossed me in a certain way. And I feel like I'm a very fair person. If I'm if I'm wrong, if I feel I'm wrong, I'm gonna say I'm sorry. Like I, I I fucked up, I apologize. But there's nothing that I seen on the show that made me made me feel uncomfortable watching. Like I couldn't be like justifying it um am i always nice no but who's always nice in the house like it's the whole point of the game whole point of the game is to like make people frustrated make people anxious like you're wondering who you can trust for me i couldn't trust anybody everybody was against me so it's like what do i look like talking nicely to everybody all the time when i know they're not doing that for me you know what I mean? so yeah sorry go ahead no
2: and i was gonna say i think that like again because i've seen some clips yeah. and you know you talk a little, you get look crazy sometimes, right? But I think it's also important to remember, like you just said, like, and I feel like also what is, I'm gonna say also an end and yeah, like a billion times. But I feel like a part of me wanting to have this conversation with you is really to get to know you more, right? And yeah. clearly knowing your background, clearly yeah. seeing how goal oriented you are. Uh, you're, you weren't really a fan of the show. You yeah. got thrown into it and it's yeah. like, you're on go mode, right? And so I think that it's important to remember that you're playing a game. Yeah. And there is you in the house and then then you outside of the house. Yeah. Um. So I think that with a, a, take it with a grain of salt, but I I feel like there is.
1: Yeah. What else, I guess what I should have said, and, you know, I think that what was showing, like the, the not so nice sides of me that were shown are accurate. But I also think that, to that, all the good things about me were not shown. So it emphasizes, oh, Ty is only this. When the reason why people would go into the DRs and say the person I trust the most, for example, is Ty, is because I had great moments with everybody where they seen a softer side of me, a kinder side of me. I was always looking out for other people. You know what I mean? So like I said, I had my moments where I'm frustrated. And of course, the you know, production has to paint their narrative and Ty has to be the villain. So they're going to emphasize those moments when I'm frustrated and I'm talking a little more sternly to somebody but they're not going to highlight, you know, when someone's breaking down crying and spilling their life story to me and I'm consoling them. Right. Because that's not the direction they're trying to take it. So, and then to, to my upbringing, it's just like, that's how I was was brought up in a way where it's like, you gotta be tough, bro. Like suck it up. Stop crying about it. It's not a matter of being mean to anybody. It's just a very matter of fact way of approaching situations. And, um, that's, I still carry that to this day, but I try to be a little bit more understanding that not everybody grew up the way I grew up. So that's not going to be okay with everybody, you know? So, it's it's finding that balance of being myself and then also trying to again take into account that not everybody is like me.
2: How did that edit and that perception affect you?
1: <clears throat> On a personal level? Mm-hmm. Um it was a little frustrating, but too like when I was in the house, I got the idea already of how I was being portrayed so I feel like by the time I had came off the show I already had time to process I'm like yeah people already think this way about me it is what it is like I wasn't stressed about it um I also like I said just I come from a certain upbringing and I've been in predominantly white schools where I was the black sheep just because of off my appearance right so I'm already used to being judged in certain ways and and kind of um looked at in certain lights so it didn't really bother me it wasn't nothing that I wasn't already accustomed to before going on the show right so for me it was just a matter of you know giving it time and like people will eventually get to meet me in person if they take the time to do so and they can make their actual judgment off me then you know see judging me from a TV show on an edit is one thing but when you get to know somebody it's a very different thing so um yeah I wasn't really stressed about it at all I mean it, it, it was gonna be what it was gonna be and I told production like listen I'm people are either gonna love me or hate me there's not going to be no in-between and that's what happened. Right. So I wasn't lying. And that's that's what came to fruition.
2: I think something that in this conversation is very interesting to me, you keep referring to like, you know, that's how you were raised and like that's where you come from. And for me, historically in my life as like a gay black man, when I meet people that talk like that or say that like that's where I'm from that's like that's what made me I always am like yeah. like we're not going to get along yeah. uh I'm not going to be cool with this person because I don't think that they're going to uh be able to receive me for who I am. Yeah. However, I again am so shocked at how open you are and yeah. I'll be honest like in my life I struggle uh making connections specifically with like black men, right? Because how I was grown up and I was teased, I was bullied. I went through a lot. And so uh, the person that you see today, uh, I still have some of those traumas and triggers with me. And so when I see someone that looks like you, uh, that has that persona of, you know, I'm good at every sport. Y'all gonna see me, you know, it makes up, again, I feel like that's where we played this game and you said, it seemed like I I was a little standoffish. It's almost like I was kind of preparing myself for you to be the asshole jerk that I saw. And I'm like, let me protect my peace. We in this (laughs) space. So I'm going to say hi, what's up and keep it moving. (laughs) moving. (laughs) But I, again, was so shocked by how, when we talked and I joke around I can't help but to just cut up with people that's like in my nature I was surprised at how well you you took to it and when we talked or you just made me feel like a, a person or you just I, I felt and I received it and watching and getting to know you better like you know you were very cool with john michael you're cool with daniel from your season you're cool from josh Braden, jay i love how you love this like the queer men in the lgbtq plus community can you would you consider yourself an ally
1: uh, it's funny you say that somebody asked me that maybe two weeks ago what is an ally because you know the person i was talking to is very problematic and i feel like they were just trying to get a certain answer out of me so i'd rather hear from someone like yourself who's not looking for you know to catch me slipping up in any sort of way what is an ally i'm I'm gonna catch you slipping (laughs) on their soccer field
2: (laughs) uh so i am looking to catch you up so what my personal uh definition of and again i it's an interesting subject that I have right because I'm a gay black man, right? And sometimes I don't always agree with the LGBTQ plus community because I feel like it is not a community, it's a community, but I'm still a minority in that community, right? So I struggle always saying things and different things, but for me personally, I I would say that you're an ally. I, you know, before I did this interview, I had to call my 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 friends up, Josh. Uh, and I was like, huh, like, what's your relationship like with you? And again, mm. Josh, him and I just kind of went back and forth about our similarities about you. So my mm. thing is for me, an ally is someone that sees people as people, yeah, acknowledges them, supports them, and shows up for them um, yeah. and stands up for them.
1: Yeah, no, so That's my definition. If that's what an ally is, and yeah, I'm definitely an ally. Like for me, I like we all have, we all have, we all have our different struggles, myself included. I'm not a gay black man by any means, obviously, but nonetheless, I still had my things where I feel like you know I struggled through, and I didn't want to be judged or looked down upon or told that I was wrong for being different. So who do I think I am to put those types of judgments onto other people? Because we have. Differences in certain senses, you know what I mean? So, for me, it's like, yeah, like if, if whatever makes you happy, do your thing, you know what I mean? Like, there's straight people who I feel like make me uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Like, there's gay people who make me feel uncomfortable, you're not one of them, DC's not one of them, Josh is not one. So, as long as you respect to me, I'm that same level of respect is gonna be reciprocated, you know what I mean? So, I don't care if you're black, white, yellow, orange, gay, straight, curved, I don't know what it doesn't matter to me, not
2: curved, it doesn't
1: matter to me, you know what I mean? So, it's like as long as the respect is there, it's always going to be shown back, and and that's what, that's how I live my life. I don't I don't have the energy to be judging people for their own like live your life, you have one life, whatever makes you happy, do that. You know what I
2: mean. I I respect that. I feel like um, in talking to you more, I, sometimes uh, I feel like it's like your delivery, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel like uh, you're just you a matter of fact, and it's like. <laughs> You know, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I wanna...
1: you know, I'm sorry. I'm just like. Just no, I, I I
2: get it. Like, I, I, I receive it. But it's yeah. just interesting. Again, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this one-on-one uh, was like, I want to know more about Ty. But mm-hmm. it's not even like your delivery. I feel like it's like your, what's the word that I want to use? Uh, and, again, just positive. It's like you're just like a very, like, matter-of-fact person, right? So yeah. it's like uh, to people that don't know it, like, it's like, you're what, is saying, what is he doing makers. but it's like yeah like yo i love everybody everybody i love everybody it's like oh, okay ty all right
1: <laughs> <laughs> i do You, know what I, mean? you like, I, I love you I you love straight you <laughs> i love you all
2: right okay but again but knowing your background knowing your upbringing like you know it it all makes sense and so we took it all
0: we brought them to our land
2: we saw you when uh claudia on the show had yeah. a little tight little showmance yeah. uh i wouldn't say tight. Guys, but yeah,
1: I, you guys still friends i'm listen i can't you know i feel like i've done quite a few interviews and podcasts where i talk on the situation um i think i'm at a point now where i can't really speak for both of us i know that on my side i'm great I'll always want the best for her. You know what I mean? That she was a significant part of my experience on Big Brother. I can never downplay that by any measure, and that, nor would I want to. Um, I'm like I said, I'm great on my side. We don't really talk. I haven't talked to her in a while. I'm not avoiding her. I don't know if she's avoiding me or whatever, but we just haven't we haven't talked in a while. But it's all love on my side, and that's how it'll stay. Okay. Yeah. Is so is Ty single? I am single. Oh, I am single. Okay. So, I plan on keeping it that way. I feel like people are trying to distract me a lot, you know? Oh, so that's a, <laughs> is that a,
2: as a success coach, you, you stay in a way. Okay. I'm trying to stay away. I'm trying
1: to, you know, stay in my bag. So do you want to get like, do you want to get married? Of course. I think that that was, that's a big thing for me. You know, I didn't see a healthy relationship growing up to model myself after it. Right? And I think that's where a lot of my, my current issues come from. And I got to take responsibility for that myself. I feel like I have a lot of healing to do, a lot of like rewiring what a healthy relationship looks like, looks like Uh, my mom and my dad split up before I was even born. So I never saw my mom and my dad together. My dad was in the army, so he, he was away a lot too. Um, so I think I'm, I'm at a point now where I just care for peace and like a respectful relationship with somebody. It's not even like I'm trying to just jump straight into labels and all that. Like if I need to build something that I feel is genuine with somebody and that like I can respect who respects me, who can see me for who I am, because I know I'm going to see you for who you are and, like, still accept it, Um, and then build something from there. So, yeah, I just – I feel like, you know, it's 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 a lot of work on my side that I got to do, but I acknowledge that, you know what I mean? And I'm not afraid – I'm never afraid of the work. So I'm just looking to take my time and not continuously make the same mistakes over and over again.
2: What – They say when love happens, it happens. You know, people say like, I'm not looking for love. And then you, you find love. So the door's not closed to love. You just saying like, it's not open.
1: It's it's definitely not closed. It's just not the priority. I'm not out there hunting. If it comes, it comes. You know what I mean? If I run into somebody that I just vibe with and it just works, then yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to shut it down by any means, but I'm not, I'm not out here on all the apps trying to find love. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. What, um. What are some, what's some criterias
2: of like the queen that Ty would want? What are some of the things? Ooh,
1: um, that's what we want to know. Yeah, yeah, the tea. You guys want the tea. <laughs> uh, definitely somebody that is respectful. That's always going to be number one for me. If I can't respect you and the people around you don't respect you, then it's not it. Because um, you got you to respect yourself. Too. You got to hold yourself to a certain standard. Because I know I hold myself to a certain standard. Um, <laughs> that's number, that's we number know. One. That's number one. Um, and I feel like someone who is ambitious, like you need to have, you know, goals of your own. I I don't think, I mean, can only speak for myself? I don't like living through somebody else and nor do I want somebody else living through me. You know what I mean? It's great to support each other, but you also need to have something going for yourself. I want to be able to look at my other half and be like, yo, that's motivating. I got to do more because she's outworking me right now, you know, a healthy competition. So that's something that definitely would want in somebody, um, strong family, I guess morals, like family oriented,
2: Okay.
1: you know, care about your people. Um, it's just very simple stuff. Honest, trustworthy, you know, someone of integrity, someone that I can trust to leave, you know, for an extended period of time and I have to worry about what's going on. You know what I mean? Okay. I think it's very standard things. I don't think I'm asking for anything too crazy. You know what I mean? I mean, if it's also
2: standard, then why are you not in love and in a relationship? Because
1: those things aren't standard. In today's day and age, at least with the people I run into, okay. And I think, like I said, for me, I have stuff to work on myself, so it's not I'm perfect by any means, you know. So So, you keep you keep saying that. Are you what? What does working on it mean, though? I think that for me, it's identifying, like even in my like interactions in the Big Brother house, and like realizing what has rubbed people the wrong way. Why are people? Why were people able to make me this bad person? What qualities do they see in me that I need to work on? Whether I feel like it's uh, fault of mine or not, it's being received the wrong way. So how can I reframe it so that it's not being received? Because I, I never mean ill intent to anybody. But if people are receiving it that way, then obviously my delivery, like you mm-hmm. said, is wrong. So it's like little things like that where, for example, like it's something so small, but sometimes I'll be frustrated with like a text message. And now instead of like immediately replying, I'm like, let me take five minutes before I reply so I can actually res- like, respond with kindness and not just impulsiveness and like being rude or being very short or whatever so little things like that were just like acknowledging and identifying you know my interaction with people even in an intimate setting like to make sure that someone feels like i'm not coming with with a, a certain type of energy that i don't want them to be receiving from me.
2: how well do you take the criticism
1: i i i think i do really well criticism and you're not going to see me going back and forth with it like I've gotten a ton of, you know, feedback on what people don't like. like I'm
2: talking more like in a personal level. Like say you have like a friend or a partner that's like, I
1: don't like when you do, do, do,"
2: like, you know, like, are you able in like real time to reflect on that? or Because that's something that I struggle with too. Because I, for me, one of my toxic traits is, is like, I just shut down. I ghost.
1: That that is my toxic trait. And that's the thing, like I said, I'm aware of. Like I try my best not to shut down. I'm very communicative. And I listen, but this, I think this ties into the traits that I'm looking for in somebody. It's someone that's respectful. So I think it's all about like, if you're coming to me saying, I don't like X, Y, and Z about you or X, Y, and Z things that you've done, it's all about how they're coming to me. If they're coming to me trying to like talk down on me, that's where I'm like, okay, we're not having this conversation because you're not going to disrespect me. However, if you're coming to me, like this is something that matters to me. So I'm just wanting to point it out to you. That's a very different conversation. I'm very receptive to that. More than happy to like take that process it and see, okay, like how do I move forward, you know, to not let this happen again, kind of thing. So yeah, I'm very receptive as long as the delivery is right. And that's what I'm saying. Like for me, I'm working on my delivery with people because if I'm trying to communicate and they're taking offense to it, it's not their fault that they're getting upset. It's my delivery. I gotta figure out how to deliver it better.
2: But I also think uh we have to. And I don't know how this, like, mind you, I am loving this conversation. I feel like these are the conversations I have with my friends and, yeah, and, yeah. and like talking. And again, I'm saying everything with love. So I, oh. I just hope that this is just randomly coming up to me. But sometimes I feel, for me personally, hmm. uh, I agree with you, right? Where it's like, you will come at me crazy. I ain't gonna come yeah, at you crazy. Yeah. But I also feel like a part of my journey on my podcast, I always say I'm on a road to a better Bryce, right? And I think that what I have to be, aware of is that I need to prepare for when they're talking to me like that crazy
0: because
2: that's my trigger right because then I'm gonna go like so do you think about it like that like even if somebody is talking to you crazy like my response isn't going like me on a road to a better Bryce is like I need to
1: yeah no I definitely see what you're saying and like I definitely agree I just think I guess what I was trying to say is like if somebody's coming to me from that space and energy of like being confrontational, I'm not gonna engage because I don't wanna be in confrontation. You know what I mean? It's completely fine to voice your opinion and like what you are feeling, but as long as there is respect behind it. But as soon as there's there's disrespect behind it, then it's like, it's not a constructive conversation anymore. It's just you trying to put, put me down, you know? So we're not gonna have this conversation because I don't wanna engage with that energy. So once you calm down, then we can circle back and try to talk like respectable human beings. But until we're at that point, then. I'm not going to engage it. I just don't want the energy. I don't have it.
2: I have this thing with my friends and uh, people that are close in my life. When we need to talk about something that might trigger the other person or it's a could potentially be a heated conversation. I always say the sharing is caring table, right? So yeah. I will be like, Ty, is the sharing is caring table open? And you can agree that it is or agree yeah. that it's not. But essentially, like the sharing is caring table means that. It might be some difficult conversations or it might be something that you don't like, but the sharing is caring table is open. So you have to receive what I'm saying. And even if you don't like it, it's coming with love or like, you know, it's like kind of like setting the mood or setting Mm -hmm. the intention of the conversation. So it's like, yeah, I might bring you some ish that you ain't going to like, but you've agreed to be in the sharing sharing table. So you have to respond accordingly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that for sure. I feel like eventually you should be able to get to a point where you just you don't even need to set the... Oh, t- no. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. Like I said, I'm <laughs> on
2: a journey, Ty. It's a journey, so it's
1: a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. So it's I I don't a path, know, path, know if I'm <laughs> going
2: to get to that destination. So that's why we set the sharing is caring. If it today. works,
1: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right?
2: So... Okay. Uh how so what other reality shows do you
1: watch none i don't watch tv that's the problem i don't watch tv i'm just gonna be real i'm gonna sit here and lie to you and say i watch all these things just to try to get on them no it's a different story if i'm on it i'm gonna watch it but i don't really watch tv i'm a big documentary guy and that's if i do end up watching anything um so uh
2: for those that are listening, you know we are on YouTube, the Bryce Isaiah YouTube channel, uh, and so Ty, like Ty, what's behind you?
1: This? This big mm-hmm. old TV? I'll... That I game on. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, my 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 uh my guilty pleasure is video games. I much rather play video games than to watch TV if I'm being completely be honest with you.
2: You got the headphone
1: sets with the? Yeah. I got. It. I don't, it's just a basic PS5 headset. I'm not like crazy over the top with the lights and all that stuff, but it gets the job done, and I'm pretty good at whatever I play.
2: You, it's funny how he's trying to downplay, like it's just a basic. But the so, basic. where are you currently in your house, though? It's the game room. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the game room. <laughs> he don't got nothing extra. This man yeah, got a designated game room. game room. What type of games do you play?
1: I, uh, man, I play, you got Call of Duty, FIFA, Overwatch. I play. Ah, two K here and there, but those are the, the big three: is FIFA, Overwatch, Call of Duty. Those those are the big three.
2: How much time in a day or a week would you say you spend in the the realm
1: of the game room? Um probably at least an hour and a half minimum. He lying. Hour and a half? I said minimum. Oh, minimum minimum. Yeah. I would say, cause I I do, I'm usually out and about from early on, but once I get home, I'm like locked in here. So it just depends on what's going on for that day, but I'm out and about from pretty early on doing yoga, gym, physio, whatever I'm doing, um, get home at whatever time depends on the day. And then once I'm free, shower, eat, and I'm locked in. So you talk about your experience
2: on big brother, Canada, uh, Hmm. If Big Brother Canada call and say we doing an all-star, are you you in or you
1: gotta think about it? I'm already at the front door. Open uh-huh. the doors. I'm here. What are we talking about? Uh- what are we talking about? I'm ready to go. Okay. Now really you so you
2: want to be on the challenge, right? Like, because yeah. I personally I think you would be great on the challenge, USA.
1: I don't know what's going on. What it was they see the comp wins. You guys scared to have me over there? Hey, who listen, who's doing the casting over there? Are you guys scared to have me over there or what? I heard they had some, they had some Canadians on Survivor and then Canadians kept winning. So they said no more. Uh, I mean,
2: the Canadians y'all do your thing. I ain't going mad. I ain't listening. I mean, Woo! I was
1: out. Listen,
2: I was in Toronto a couple of times. I, I have a great time. <laughs> I I love my Canadian brothers.
1: Yes. Um, no, I, de- I definitely would do the challenge though. I think that's like, you know, even in the house, I didn't know what the challenge was. Like I said, I, I barely knew what Big brother was, but when we were in the house and I started on my little comp run, everyone's like, Ty, you gotta go on the challenge next like, what the hell's the challenge? they like, it's, pretty, it's basically Big Brother, but just physical. I said, oh, okay, that sounds like my game. So yeah. I'm definitely open to it. I,
2: I think you would do great. I think your energy uh, would be very interesting to watch in the <laughs> game, especially when it comes to the challenges, because it's like yeah. clearly when you get locked in, it's uh, game time. <laughs> clearly game we time. see. Um, how important
1: is legacy to you? huge to me that's one of the most important things i think that legacy isn't a great indicator of the energy you bring to the world you know what i mean like for me we actually talked about this when, I, when we we're in big brother two we're like yo who would you rather the, the win and money or the win and a legacy like what's more important to you or to just leave a legacy and not win um and obviously everyone most people are saying yo, i want winning the money i'm like yeah but it's like i can be remembered as a like, great in this game just because of you know my storyline and like what I brought to the game of Big Brother. You know what I mean? The money will come and go. You can make $100,000. I mean, a little Trump change over here compared to you guys over there. But nonetheless, like, I can make that myself. But if I play this game and I'm forgotten, then it was like, what was this all for? So I definitely think that legacy is a huge thing. in every, Not even just in reality TV, but just in life in general. It's like making sure the energy you bring to the world is something that will be... Remembered long after your physical being is no longer here. What's a legacy you want to leave? <clears throat> Somebody who cared. And I, I use that very broad like, cared about his friends, their family, you know, being a better person himself and like growing as an individual and like breaking, if you want to call them generational curses, like things like that. Someone who just cares and is like positive. I want people to like, when they, experience me this feel like you know Ty is a good guy that's that's a big thing for me just Ty is a good person what is the Georgina barkhouse Foundation that is the non-for-profit foundation or organization I named after my mom Georgina barkhouse and uh basically I've been doing charity for years long before I got on TV um, but once I got off she was such a big part of my my journey in the Big Brother house that I felt was only right that I solidified something in her name and continue to do my work, you know, having her name as the storefront, if that makes sense. So any any kind of initiatives that I do move forward um, when it comes to charity will be under that name so that her name, I can start building a legacy for her. So, you know, going back to legacy, I think that's, that's a huge thing. I don't want, once my mom's time expires, knock on wood, it's no time soon, that there's going to be something here to remind people of her.
2: And so what are some of the things that you have done with the foundation?
1: So in August, we did a back-to-school event where I raised money for back-to-school supplies and backpacks for the local elementary school in my neighborhood, the one I actually went to as a kid. Um, And then in December, so right before Christmas, we did a toy drive, and um, we raised funds and collected brand new toys for the local daycare center that i went to when i was a kid as well and send that over to them um and i'm actually planning the next well i'm in the very early stages i don't want to say anything too soon but the next one if it plays out the way i see it in the summer it's going to be a movie that's all i'm going to say so stay tuned for that okay my
2: wheelhouse is turning yeah. uh we can talk about that off off record okay all right well I want all. let's see how uh how does Georgina feel about you naming a foundation after her
1: to be completely fair I haven't really asked her about it it's not like something I was doing to get praise from her or anything about I'm sure I'm sure she's happy about it my mom like I can never do no wrong in my mom's eyes like I think that anybody can say that about their mom like you know your mom is always gonna be your biggest cheerleader. And That's no different with mine. Um, so I'm sure she's like super happy that I've done something in her name. Um, but yeah, it's not something that I've actually sat down and be like, hey mom, how do you feel about this? You know, It's not something I've done. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you cook? Uh, I can cook. That's that's what you're asking me. I can't cook. No, that oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't cook. I do cook. Um, but I just make the very basic. I'm, you're not gonna get any like five ten meals from me. Tighter right it's, now. It's giving. grilled chicken that's exactly and that is exactly what it's giving grilled chicken rice and some broccoli and some broccoli
2: (laughs) or i mean on a thursday you might get a little funky with it and do some ground beef
1: yeah you might get some ground beef
2: you see like i see see why the people (laughs) take issue with time right i say you cook yeah i could cook i can't cook Somebody that says that, you be like, oh, they could cook this man over here grilling chicken and
1: rice. So, listen, why am I going to sit here and talk about my cooking game just, re- just for me to get called out in real life one day and to show you that I can't make an extra... So, they say you can't. I, but I can, but just but not. I'm not, I'm not
2: Grilling chicken and rice ain't cooking time.
1: So, that's not cooking?
2: It's not. And I haven't seen it because your, <laughs> your chicken could be nasty.
1: <laughs> All right. So, next time I have it, I'm going to send you a picture. Please. Then you, then you can let the people know.
2: Oh, and then I'm gonna let you know. All right. But address it to B R I C E. I got you. Yeah, I see. I got you this time. What um, <laughs> I can cook. Okay. Oh, what? Uh, what do you? What do you cook?
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hesitation. Oh, I'm right sorry. Now.
2: The question is, okay. what I cannot cook. All
1: right. All I. Right, all I. Right, all right. My bad. Because I, mean I could cook.
2: Ty. I'm out here trying to find me 2024. I'm trying to find the love of my life out here, so I gotta make sure. It's a couple I, guys
1: over here looking for the same. So I don't know what you're doing. You're slacking
2: right now. I mean, but listen. I got. I gotta come to Toronto because, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, I uh was in Toronto and. Okay, first of all, there's no
1: there's no ch in Toronto. Okay? So, but well, here's the thing, we'll though, because
2: that. I was talking to somebody. Yeah. From the six.
1: They're not from the six and they told you to say it like
2: that. I no, but listen, that listen, you I was idea. like, hey, we in the sixth. They was like, nah, don't say that. And so I kept saying Toronto. And there's like, that's so no, they that's were true. telling me that's not how I say it. they're like, you're telling saying it. What's the name?
1: Toronto. No, what's who told you that?
2: I mean, listen, we don't I just, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you said you're here for all the teams. Stir the pot a little bit. What are we doing? Listen, either you way, know, let me tell I'm from Toronto, okay. If you're saying CH, you're from the GTA. You're not from Toronto. And anybody from Toronto will verify that for you, okay? So, because we need to
2: clear this up right now. So when yeah. I said Toronto, I was right. Toronto. Yeah,
1: exactly how you said it, You're good. Toronto is someone who's, like, from the States. When you're okay, that's that how American I was United, saying it. Toronto. Yeah, that's how you were saying it. I can tell you're not from here, but it's better than Toronto. Toronto is, like, you're from Hamilton or, like, Oakville, somewhere in the GTA. You're not from Toronto. You're from the outskirts. <sighs> Okay, the more now, you it took me
2: about thirty minutes, Ty, to get Toronto down, just, and so now you're around. telling me I was saying it right the whole time. The whole time, yeah.
1: Toronto, Toronto. See, Toronto. 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 Toronto, 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 boom, just like that. Uh, do you listen to Drake? Come on, is it, is water wet? Come on, man. That's the goal. Of course I do. That's my favorite artist. The most legendary. It's
2: like, Ty, I be wanting to like, it's
1: like. Uh, he's a legend. Who doesn't listen to Dre? That's a better question.
2: Now, Ty, now Ty's still in my lines. No, okay. Listen, I.
1: <laughs> no, I, I definitely listen to Dre. That's honestly like, he's been one of my favorite artists, like, for longer than I can remember. Like, I remember being in high school and just like resonating with the songs. I'm like, man, this is this guy's been crazy. He's just been relevant for over a decade straight. Like he hasn't had a fall off. Who? Well, of of our, of our when is he ever fallen off? I'll wait.
2: Considering some of the things that got leaked not that long ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, I wouldn't man. call it a falling off. <laughs> not, no, I mean, listen. I can't You're, speak on another man's situation. I mean, I won't do that. But you
2: you can ask me, that's why we friends, Ty, so I could tell you. But no. uh, (laughs) No, I love Drake, though. Uh, I just, I knew that. I feel like you are predictable in some ways, but you're not predictable in other ways.
1: Predictable in that I like Drake?
2: Like, I just knew that, like, you like Drake. I knew it would be chicken and broccoli. Like, you know, I feel like you're just, I feel like you're a very, it's that military background. Or I could just tell that you're a very, like regiment but yeah. yeah i don't use words i'm like you're yeah. very <laughs> you like regiment you, you got reg, go. regiment no but uh it's like do you think you have a type a or a type b
1: personality uh, you got a break those down. what does that mean because i don't really know but yeah. i feel like <laughs> so hold on i feel like isn't
2: type a like i feel like type a is the alpha male no I don't think it has anything to do with like alpha male, but it's like you're very like organized, you're very like scheduled, detailed, you're very Oh yeah, yeah, type B is like
1: very creative, the very go with the flow kind of thing. C (laughs) (laughs) Well the type A, so that's the thing. I'm actually a very creative person. Like people would see that. Um, but I have elements of both, and I feel like obviously everybody to a certain degree can be one or the other. Um I don't like there's certain things that are very regimented. Yeah. Like my in, in the house, but when I'm outside, I very much like to experiment. I like to try different things, push myself out of my comfort zone and like, you know, build new skills and like try new businesses that I had no idea about. So in that sense, I'm more type B in the outside world, but in the house, yeah, I'm probably more type A. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, it definitely does. (laughs) I think it's again, I'm I'm understanding you more. Uh, and it makes me appreciate it because it's like uh <laughs> sorry, I love it. Yeah. Um uh... what I mean, mind you, I had so many other questions for you, but I just feel like this conversation has just taken a life of its own, and I really yeah. appreciate it, which is what I wanted this conversation to be. Um, if you could give advice to six-year-old. Tyrell, hmm. from yourself now, what would it be?
1: Just keep being you. I feel like from a young age, probably even around that age, to be honest with you, I knew that I was a little bit different from the people that I was growing up around. I don't think I understood exactly how, but I just felt like, now looking back, I was already thinking, excuse me, bigger than my circumstances, bigger than my neighborhood, like outside, there's a there's a world out there to see, Um, I wasn't, I wasn't in the, I guess birdcage, if you want to call it that, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't like, this is all there is. So if, if I'm talking to my six year old self, just keep going, keep being yourself and keep dreaming big. Cause I always like, I always had these great big dreams, but I always was never afraid to pursue them. It wasn't like, oh, it's too big. It'll never happen. I didn't know how it happened. Like, I didn't know. It's crazy. Like one of my affirmations as a kid was like, I'm going to be on TV and tell my mom, I love her. I didn't know how the hell I was going to do that. And I did it on Big Brother Canada and I won the show. So it's just like the energy you put out there, that's why I'm a big believer in the universe and like energy. And like, I'm, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious because I think it's disrespectful for me to call myself religious when there's people out there who follow the Bible or the Quran religiously. I'm definitely not that person, but I do believe in a higher power, a higher being something greater than us here on this earth. And I feel like I was very connected. I've been very connected with that higher source at a very young age and you know it's just a matter of submitting to the time it'll take for that those i guess visions to come to fruition and that was very much the case so talking to my younger self is just keep dreaming big keep being yourself and just keep pushing for it. don't stop
2: i love that i agree so much with you i think uh sometimes i find have a hard time admitting to myself because i was born in the church like i'm very spiritual, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm a Christian but I just find yeah. that the older and the knowledge of some things that I have it's like, I don't know if I can subscribe to everything, but yeah. you're right. Like, I for sure believe in a higher power. I for sure believe in a lot of things. And so, I completely agree with you uh, with being spiritual. Now, change the subject real quick. <laughs> you believe in aliens?
1: Uh, yes do i think that they're little green people with big ass heads i don't know how they look but i do think that there's it'd be pretty ignorant i think to think that we are the only life forms out there given how much we are constantly learning about ourselves let alone what's out there and there's so much out there it's ever growing right and that's science so it's not even like i'm just putting out a theory um so yeah i do think that there's other life forms out there and I think you know. Someday we'll make contact, and we'll be like, "Damn!" So there actually is something there. If we haven't already, that's if we right. haven't already. You know, talk so, about it yeah, so, because you know, I don't want. I love my life. I'm not trying to get killed, so I'm going no, to say no.
2: who try- <laughs> I'm just I'm not
1: trying anybody or anything. I'm just saying, you know, if they're out there, I wouldn't be mad about it. I you know? think they here
2: because it's been a lot of spot. It's it's been a lot of. Yeah.
1: So you think? Now. So you think they're out there?
2: Oh, I a thousand percent. I feel like when I was in 10th grade, I took an astronomy class. And I think at that time, I really kind of grasp how small our universe is compared to the other universes and our human mind can't really even grasp. The space out there, yeah. so you're right. Like, mathematically, it would be crazy to think that in that huge space that we're the only being, cr- like, you know, beings out there. Yeah. But I
1: believe some of them are here. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. it would be, it would be pretty, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it sounds crazy, but the more you think about things and even the stuff that's going on in our world now, it's just like, well, it oh, wouldn't, it wouldn't be too crazy to think that it's actually happening,
2: you know? Right. I think one of the we were just taught that they little green people, but yeah. they ain't little green. Like they, yeah. I, I just feel like.
1: I think the, I think the shifting point for me, and I don't know when I learned this, I was young, but I just don't know how young, was when the whole pyramids thing came up of how the hell did these people build the pyramids? We, can't, we can barely do that today with today's technology, construction technology. And you're telling me that these freaking people, human beings lift these big ass boulders and stop them? Nah, that's not making sense to me well yeah. i mean we're listen we're strong but that's superhuman that doesn't make no sense
2: i'm just saying they they weren't eating they weren't eating that tied chicken that's and right. rice like they they was eating different stuff then yeah 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 um what is what's something that people don't know about you
1: people don't know about me um I don't know if they don't know about me. They probably learn it eventually. I have a big heart. I care deeply for people to a point almost to a fault sometimes. Like people will take advantage of it. Um, so that's something that I even again, something I'm learning myself, where it's like I shouldn't jump so quickly to help people because a lot of times the people who I'm helping, they have either no, there's no boundary for them, or they just don't, they don't appreciate what people do for them. And it's very draining to someone like myself because i'll continue to keep going just until they tell me to stop like okay that's enough but sometimes there's never you know it's never enough so i think that's something that people don't know about me is that like yeah as cold as i can come off or as very direct and nonchalant as i can seem i actually care very deeply for people it doesn't have to be people that like i'm close with either it's not friends or family Like i'll see a stranger and do the most to try to help that person so yeah ty has a big heart if you don't know. Now you know.
2: Now, now we know. Now you know. So where do you where do you think your do you see it as coldness? Like can you <clears> understand <throat> when people receive it as coldness? Or do you think it is like what do you think that is?
1: I don't think it's um I don't feel this coldness. I could see why people can receive it that way. Again, something that I'm working on, like just be having a warmer presence. Um, again, I think that's just the nurturing of myself, where I came from, you're not, you shouldn't be showing emotions because that's weakness. Where I'm from, so it's like, and it's, that that goes either way. You're you're not supposed to look sad or upset or angry because that shows that you're vulnerable. But you're also not going to be too excited and too bubbly because like, this guy's soft as shit. Like, what are you? Why are you look so happy for it, right? So it's like it's always that very stoic, very nonchalant, not too much of one or the other. Um, that I've grown up with and again, it's, it's tough because I have this big heart, but people don't see that when looking at me right away. They don't, they don't receive that. They don't feel it. Um, until they actually have a few interactions and like, oh shit, like Ty is not a piece of shit. He's not an asshole. At least I think that's what most people think. They don't think I'm an asshole, but yeah, yeah that's <laughs> so yeah, I think that's just like, again, the nurturing and it's something that I can acknowledge and again, working on. I was nurtured, but it doesn't mean I have to carry that with me throughout my entire life. And I acknowledge that. But again, if it's, I'm, I'm turning 29 in like two weeks. So it's been 28 years of being in that mindset. I got to get You're out. You're a Pisces. Big Pisces. When's your birthday? February 27. Okay. Coming up.
2: My birthday is coming up as well. Uh, you are Cheers. a bit older than I. My birthday is February 20th. Uh, okay. So, so i I am turning, I'll be younger
1: than you. No, nah, there's no way. I'm uh, trying <laughs> No way. Yo, you know what? I know I'm getting old now because the people that I feel like are older than me are younger than me, this is crazy. This is, I, and that's happened a few times. I'm like, nah, this guy has to be older than me. And then I find out their age, I'm like, what the hell? I'm getting well, old. You are
2: very old. <laughs> Your bones are getting old as well too. You're not that's as fast me. as you used to be. You barely
1: okay. You you how old are you, Bryce? I am younger than you. And how old is that? What what year are you born?
2: Like I said, I'm a spiritual person, so I feel like your age. My age is like ties coldness that comes off sometimes, right? Okay. But I've got a big
1: heart. You got a big heart, okay. So, what that I got to do with your age, though? Because I play Call of Duty. Okay.
2: An hour and a half minimum a week. Okay. The grilled chicken that I grill. Okay. Defines the type B personality that I have. Okay. Because... When you are in a top performer arena, you're older than me, Ty. <laughs> all
1: right, I'm gonna find out. This you don't need, this need to do all of that. I'm gonna find out. Sorry, it's,
2: right. it's quite alright. I'm gonna
1: force it online. I'm gonna tag you. Big, <laughs> old, big old numbers, big big font.
0: So
2: you know you are <laughs> older than me, but it's it. So I, again, the more I'm learning about Ty
1: because, mm. my, you're everywhere. You're learning a little bit
2: of anything. No, bro. But I'm saying you're a Pisces. That, yeah. in my opinion, makes so much more sense. Because, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not bro. big into the signs. I won't lie to you. I, I don't know. I I know I'm so, about mind you, all right. Neither am I, though. I'm <laughs> not, but I am, though, right? Okay. Because, well, listen. It's you. I'm sorry, I'm having like a real life moment because Ty, you cracking me up. It's the more stuff that I am learning about you I love because it's like you remind me of Wendell a lot in so many different mm. ways. And it's like this new information that I am learning about you, I cannot wait to use it against you Uh, <laughs> as I will just berate you with love. But... It's like you're just lesson, so funny, Ty, because it's like, what your birthday, February twenty seventh, big Pisces, <laughs> big Pisces, Pisces in the building. Two yes, seconds later, <laughs> Ty, you know, you being a Pisces makes so much sense. But you know what, bro, I'm not really into all that astronomy stuff. <laughs> like, I'm, definitely
1: not, I'm definitely not into that. I'm proud of whatever I am, but I don't know much about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> see, it's like, ah, Ty it's like it makes sense. It makes sense, but everyone right. tells me that when I tell them I'm, I'm a Pisces, like, okay, oh, yeah, I can see that. No, because I'm a
2: Pisces, so I get it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I get it. I feel like I have an extremely big heart, I mm-hmm. am giving, yeah, uh, to a fault, yeah, uh, people misread me wrong. They don't get what they get from you, but they misread my, like they misread me. Uh, and sometimes I am standoffish and I am standoffish on purpose sometimes because again, of my upbringing, right? Like if I am not friendly or if I'm not, then you won't tease me. You won't kind of get to know me. So it's like, no, I get it. I'm an introvert, but an
1: extrovert. Yeah, same, same shit with
2: you. Oh, no, I'm saying, like, yeah. I know. I, I'm saying it makes so much more sense now yeah, that yeah. we're learning this. And you, Ty, you don't, you, you like to be good at everything. I try. Right. I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like, <Yeah. laughs> uh,
2: you know if it's going to rain today, Ty, you know I know. <laughs> you know I'm big on the weather. <laughs> sunny Sunny. it's sunny
1: it's sunny today boy
2: an hour later ty we getting a damn snowstorm i'm
1: not an astronomer i don't i don't
2: don't know
1: i'm not not qualified
2: (laughs) but i love that because i feel like uh it's your confidence right like i like you are very
1: confident and yeah i yeah i say i'm confident yeah for sure i think that you know um it comes off wrong sometimes again delivery people think i'm being arrogant or whatever it's like i'm not okay one thing about me is like i feel like growing up i always had to be overconf overconfident in myself because i didn't have that reassurance from the people that i felt like when you're a kid you you're supposed to boost your confidence. like you could do anything i never got i got it at home for my mom I, I can never like i said i can never do no wrong with my mom and my nanny but going to school like i'm always looked i'm expected to do less than i'm expected to be less than my peers. So I was the one that had to believe in myself and say, yo, nah, you're smarter than these kids. You could do more. And it wasn't me trying to put anybody down. It was simply me trying to raise myself up to say, you are just as good, if not better than you. So do your damn thing. right? So I've carried that with me in my life. And, then, and again, even in Big Brother, I'm screaming ball game or whatever. And people are like, that's so arrogant. It had nothing to do with me putting nobody down. What most people don't see is that during competitions, I'm actually cheering the people who are working against me on. I'm like, yo, come on, you can do this. Keep going. I'm not trying to put nobody down. I'm just making sure that my own self-talk is where it should be to get myself to that next level. I'm here to compete too. You know what I mean? So right. what do I look like talking down and say, oh, I can't do this. I can do this. That's what can go. You know what I mean? Tell you guys knock me out, I can do this. So it's just, it's not like, I hate when it's taken as arrogance or like whatever. And I get it because it can be a little bit aggressive sometimes, but it's more so it's that self-talk. Like when you have affirmations Those are some of the most arrogant things you can ever say to yourself, but it's just simply to put yourself in the right mindset. I am the greatest. I am this. I am that. It's like, yeah, if you said those things out loud to somebody else, you would sound like a piece of shit. Like, who does this guy think he is? But it's literally just talking to yourself and getting yourself into a space where, you know, your insecurities and your doubts no longer control you. You know what I mean? That confidence takes over and it pushes you forward to where you're trying to get to.
2: Did you uh, see that take of Jay-Z's speech at the Grammys? Did anyone send that to you? No, but I
1: heard I heard a little piece of... What was he talking about? Well,
2: essentially, because I don't got the quote on me, but yeah. he was saying, sorry. saying oh, sorry. like, talk yourself up until yeah. you're in that room. Make That's yourself it. the CEO until you're yeah. the CEO. Make yourself the president to your president. Make yourself, like, until... So it's essentially what you're saying. So, yeah. again, I receive it. I love it. I think yeah. that, again, I could use some of that energy because... Yeah. Personally speaking, um, sometimes I shy away from it or I don't give myself the credit that I deserve uh, for similar reasons like yourself. But um, so, no, I love it. Again, just me knowing more and more about you. I love that no matter what, you're going to be confident and you're going to be uplifting. Reminds me of when we were in L.A. and Mm. uh, Wendell and I were getting ready for our finale this season. And we had this amazing venue. Sometimes I could be not a Debbie Downer, but sometimes with Wendell and I's friendship, it's like, sometimes I'm like the realist, right? Like, so he feels like I'm bringing the negativity or like, I'm always speaking negative about something, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm a planner. So it's like, I kind of plan for the worst, expect mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. Wendell is kind of like the exact opposite. Wendell is like, we shooting for the stars. I'm like, yeah. we're going to shoot for the stars. But I just want to make sure we got gas. I want to make <laughs> sure our <laughs> shoes are like, you know, yeah. so it's like, that's why we balance each other so much. We, we balance each other so well. But again, to your point, we were, we happened to see you walking and we mm-hmm. were walking up. We was like, Hey, what's up, Ty? What's going on? And Please. you're like, you know, this building looks great. Uh, can't wait for tonight or tomorrow i'm not sure what day um and we were like both window and i was like yeah but this has a deck like we wanted this space because of the deck it's gonna rain like it's gonna mess up the vibe because we're not gonna be outside and instantly ty you was like regardless of rain or shine like we all in the building tomorrow we're gonna i remember when window and i we walked away from y'all i was like is a good guy. Like, I, yeah. like you don't know how much we needed that because we were so stressed about uh, the space. Will it work? Yeah. Will it not? And then here you come.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember that. That's crazy. I remember obviously seeing you guys there, but I don't remember, like, that moment. But, yeah, man, I just feel like, you know, there's so many things that are out of our control. But the one thing we can't control is how we operate and how we're thinking, you know, and how we're feeling in any given moment. So it's like, you know, we always, like, for yourself, You you're, you call yourself a realist we you're always looking for the worst possible case scenario, but it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, all these things can go wrong, but what about all the things that are going to go right? You know what I mean? So it's, you can't control every single factor, but it was still a great turnout. You know, when you're surrounded by the by great people, it's going to be a good vibe, whether you're on the deck or you're fucking trapped in like a little two by four, whatever box. It don't matter. You know what I mean? So it was a great time. And, and, and as you guys seen, it was all worth it in the end, right? Yeah, no,
2: right. I I agree. I we had a great time, but it's sometimes those little reminders, and sometimes yes. you're right. Being a realist, there's there's you know,
1: times I think I think there's times for everything. You know, you always need to have that voice in your head that's that's aware of what could go wrong, but it's also great to understand everything that can go right. And more times than not, things will go more according to plan than against it. Like, what's the worst that could have happened? It rains, and then we gotta stay inside. Cool, but that doesn't take away from the fun that everyone's gonna have. People are gonna be drinking mingling it actually could work out better because it forces people to interact with each other whereas when you have the deck open everyone's more spread out and it's gonna be less interactive you know so it probably worked out in the benefit of the event no it did yeah i, I
2: agree you
1: got focus <laughs> on the positive there you go what what is the an alley-oop an alley-oop mm-hmm. in what in what context are you talking about i mean you ball gang, right so what's the an alley-oop an alley-oop is like an opportunity that you can toss off to somebody else to say, go finish that, finish the job. Yeah?
0: Oh, okay. Just,
1: we're not going to get into that.
2: Uh, I'm not, oh, that <laughs> that's why I said you. <laughs> i I'm, I'm, I'm not messy, guy, but I will drop a nugget. So in the
1: moment. Yo, you're messy. <laughs> you, you know what messy. I mean. You no, but uh I, Yeah, yeah I, I, I fumbled there. I won't lie to you, but you know. Happens, everything happens for a
2: reason. Everything happens for a reason. You gotta, focus on, for reason.
1: Yeah, you gotta focus on the positive, yeah. Focus on the positive side. <laughs>
2: well, this was such a fun interview. I yeah. appreciate you so much, but actually, it's not gonna be done because now I want to yeah. pick your brain a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this? Like, what did you think of our conversation? Great,
1: bro. It's always good talking to you. You're one of the I mean, most duh. fun people to talk to. <laughs> it's not even close. You're one of the, yeah, you're, you're one of. The easiest people to talk to. Your energy around me is always great, so it's like nothing to complain about. um Yeah, there's you nothing. Wouldn't have nothing to complain about
2: anyway. Like what you talk about, Ty. You with the best podcaster ever. What you talking yo, about? But
1: yo, well, you know what, y'all I have a request though. I need you to get somebody on this podcast that deserves to be on this podcast oh. to talk their shit. And I think you would be a great person to bring that out of them. Oh. oh you
2: said listen okay come on with the success coaching this listen. is the top performers arena so yes. who would you want on here we're gonna get him on i want daniel
1: c daniel clark on this show with you daniel is more than welcome okay so i'm gonna set it up right okay. that, okay. i'm gonna connect well, manager <laughs> that guy no honestly though i think he would be great he's a great very easy to talk to like yourself. I think you have a great conversation. I think he, yo, that guy deserves a lot more credit than what he got off that show. That guy has one of the greatest social games that I, of the few seasons I've seen, I haven't seen anybody work like that guy. So he deserves more credit. I think that talking to someone like you, would will be able to bring it out of him. Cause he's it's great. Sure. He's too humble. That's his problem. He's too humble.
2: I love how, um, I gotta call it the the isms. That's my new phrase. For, that's I'm gonna start using it. Uh, because you just did it with showing your man love, but it's oh, also like, yeah, the best player ever <laughs> in Big Brother Canada. Now I only seen two, I only seen
1: two seasons.
2: But listen, for what I know. Uh no, yeah, we love uh Daniel. I will yeah, set it up, we can make it happen. But yeah. honestly, though, Ty, I appreciate you. Thank you for being so open, honest, uh having these. Conversations with me, I, I really appreciate it. Before we go, uh, if you could just again, people let people know if they want some success coaching or about your foundation and where they can follow you at.
1: Yes, so my personal Instagram is TyXMcDonald. You can follow my business page on Instagram as well and TikTok and all those other places. Other places at Top Performers Arena. Um, if you're interested in life coaching, success coaching, mindset coaching, hit me up, shoot me a DM, or simply apply on the website that you will find in either of those profiles is bio there's a website there for you guys and uh yeah us let a win this year it's 2024
2: it's a win let's go all right well this is one-on-one with ty mcdonald it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick Ooh. it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt Ooh. it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to unwind you better get that box wine purple pants podcast you're trying to get your snack you better hurry right back though it's the purple
0: pants hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere 18 plus. 18 plus.